This podcast was brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton, originally airing on Sirius XM. From the campus of the University of Pennsylvania Wharton School, this is Career Talk on Business Radio. Here is your host, Dr. Don Graham. Welcome to Career Talk, your career insider. We are in business radio and we are powered by the Wharton School. Sirius XM channel 132. Hey, if it's Thursday noon Eastern, you can call us right now at 844-942-7866. That's 844-WHARTON. Hey, I'm your host, Dr. Don Graham. I'm the career director for the Wharton MBA program for executives in Philadelphia. I'm also a licensed psychologist, former corporate recruiter, and author of the new book, Switchers, How Smart Professionals Change Careers and See Success. Here along with Michelle and Dion, dream team. So on today's show, have you ever dreamed about writing a book? Writing and publishing a book, seeing your name on a slick cover in print on a Barnes & Noble bookshelf? If so, today's career talk is for you. We're going to talk about how to tackle common hurdles, what you need to know as a first-time author, and ways that a book can boost your career. And to help us with that, we welcome Kathy Fayok, who is a business book strategist who helps professionals write that book. Kathy is the author of nine books herself. A couple of them are On Your Mark, From First Word to First Draft in Six Weeks, Blog to Book, Repurposing Content to Discover the Book You've Always Already Written, and her most recent book, The Speaker Author, Sell More Books and Book More Speeches. Since the beginning of her business in 2014, she's helped over 150 professionals become published authors, and we're super excited to have her on the show today. Welcome, Kathy. Thank you. Thank you. So we're so excited about this topic because I read a stat that 81% of Americans feel like they have a book in them, yet 97% of writers never finish their first novels. That's staggering. You've written nine books, Kathy. What's your secret? Well, I think it's it's, uh, having this whole notion of a book just isn't something fun you do on the side. It's something that actually is integral to your business, to your career. So it is a building block for your career growth, not just something you do sort of as a fun hobby on the side. Yeah, fun fun is not the word I would use. I've only written one book, but that is <laughs> that was nowhere in my experience, the the fun part. Maybe maybe for like ten seconds when I saw like the finished project. I was like, Oh, yes fun. But that's it. And I don't even know then. But so let's talk about this because I know you focus on clients who are writing books to promote or enhance their business in some way. So tell us a little bit about that. Absolutely. So I work with people who are speakers, consultants, coaches, or they just have an area of expertise that they know that if they could write a book, they could be better positioned in front of their clients. So uh, uh, financial planners, uh, accountants, CPAs, um, those kind of folks, they have a body of knowledge, they have some expertise, and so sharing it with their clients in new and interesting ways. That's really my focus and my specialty is uh, to help them write that book that captures their intellectual property, their um, their body of knowledge, and shares it with the world in a different way. So, hey, if you're thinking you want to write a book, whether it's for your business or maybe you are looking at just thinking about writing a, a novel or your memoirs or any of those things, we're going to help you with that today. Kathy is, is definitely focused on writing those books for people who want to enhance their business. But, hey, let's face it, writing any book of any length is difficult. And then you've got to work on getting it published. And then you've got to work on marketing it. So we're going to talk about all three of those phases, what you need to know 
maybe some of those things that you you really would never expect and how to get over some of the hurdles. If you've got a question, maybe you've always wanted to write a book or maybe you have written a book and you have some great tips to share with our listeners, we'd love to hear from you on Career Talk. 844-WHARTON, 844-942-7866. We're on Sirius XM 132. And if it's Thursday, noon Eastern, we're live right now, 844-942-7866. And we're talking with Kathy Fogg, who is the author of nine books. Her latest one is the speaker author, Sell More Books and Book More Speeches. So let's talk about, so we talked about these, these three phases that I've experienced when writing a book, which is the writing part, which is super hard. And a lot of people would say that is the hardest part. But then you get to the publishing and trying to find a publisher, which is also super hard. And then you think, wow, the book's done and it's out there. And now, oh, wow, now I have to market it, which is ridiculously hard. So, I mean, it's like this this uphill that just keeps getting steeper and steeper. And I'm not really trying to dissuade our listeners because, you know, it feels great to have that book out there. But here's what you need to know. And here's what you need to know to get on stuck, more importantly. So let's talk, Kathy, where do most people get stuck in this process early on? Early on, I think it's not being really clear about their thesis statement. What is their book really about? And it's not about the, the universe. It's not about everything you know. It's about some slice of what you know. And you have a, a particular point of view about about your topic. So being very clear about the thesis and equally clear about who is going to be reading this book. Now, some people out there might think, well, my book is going to be for everybody. My my book answers a universal question. And while that may, may be true, um, not everybody's going to buy your book, and it's not going to be uh, appealing to everyone. So you need to think of who is the ideal reader and writing it for that specific audience. So that's and that that is one of the hardest parts in this early stage. And I think one of the things that was super helpful to me was researching what's already out there, because obviously my book is on career. And what I recognized was there were 700 plus books on how to figure out what you want to do and no books on if you're going to make a major switch, how to actually make that switch. But it took me a really long time to get to that kind of niche and um, really figure that out. So I think a good step for for any first time author is to say, what's out there? Are you reading all the books in in your genre? Are you reading all the the expert books? And what makes you different? So um, what else can people do as, as a first step to kind of figure out what that specific niche is for them, Kathy? Well, I think one other thing I I might like to add is, while I think it's really great to do all this reading and research before you start writing the book, like way before you start writing the book, but when you're actually beginning to write, I think doing a lot of research is um, dangerous. Yes. (laughs) Because what can happen is you can say, well, gosh, there's all these other books, so why should I write a book? And I think it can be defeating uh, and can harm, you know, your confidence. And um, so I really suggest to my clients that, yes, you've done your research, you've done your homework, but that's well before you sit down to write the book. And then research is really a fill-in-the-blank exercise once you've written it. You probably do want to beef it up with some facts and some statistics and some of that, but you do that once the book is written where you're looking for specific uh, data points that you will use in your book. Because um, what I've found is sometimes you, you um, start researching and it becomes an exercise in what I call productive procrastination, Yep, which is doing everything other than what you really need to do, which is write. Uh, so research can be productive procrastination, clearing off your desk, finding the perfect pen. Um, <laughs> I find that if I'm cleaning, if I'm cleaning something, then then I know it's productive procrastination. Yeah, no, no kidding. My house is never so clean as when I was writing my book. I can I can promise you that. So yeah, <laughs> and, and recognizing that because you can convince yourself very easily that it is productive, that, oh, this yeah. is going to be helpful. But then you get to the end of the day and you've written nothing. You've written one page when you'd plan to write a lot more than that. Hey, 844-942-7866. Have you ever wanted to write a book or maybe you have or maybe you're stuck in the middle of the process 
process of writing your book and you want some tips to get out of that that hell that is the center, 844-942-7866. We're here with Kathy Fayak, who helps people do this every day. So so let's just say you you find yourself in this procrastination productivity that is is so not. What can you do to stay motivated, Kathy? Well, one of the exercises I use with my clients is to write a story about what the book will do for you. What how will your life be different when you have written your book? Are you going to be, you know, hosting your own radio show? Are you going to be holding your own podcast? Are you um, going to be keynoting at the next conference? So identifying the things that will drive you there, I think, is a is a huge piece. So getting really um, focused on the outcomes and the results that you want your book to produce. Um, I think another great way to um, to get off the dime is by planning to write, and I'm not going to say every day, but I am going to say regularly. Um, so maybe it's three days a week you're going to set aside time to write, and you you block that, and then you here's the hard part. You hold that as sacred creative writing time, and that's really hard. A lot of my clients, I just did a three-day immersion writing retreat, and we talked a, a, a great deal about this very issue. We have it blocked on our calendar, and then, you know, a client calls, and we have opportunity to uh, get some revenue, so we jump on that, and then we, um, we haven't written our book. So a book, a book is difficult because it will always be important to your career, but it will never be urgent. And so that's, um, that's why you have to have some discipline around your writing times each day and guard those writing times. Yeah, there's a lot of times when I remember I had to say, no, I can't do that. And it killed me because I'm like, I so want to no. do that. Um, and, and some other things that really helped me were I, I hired somebody who was a writing coach like yourself. And I mm-hmm. was paying that person. And, you know, as I was seeing money yeah. going out of my bank account, I was like, well, I've committed to get this person an, a next chapter, a, a re- revamped draft or whatever. And because I saw that that kind of money going out, I'm like, I have to do this. Um, some other things that that helped were telling people I was writing this book and I got so sick of people asking me how's your book and me saying, oh yeah, that that finally I'm like I've got to get this book yeah. done. Well one of the one of the tricks I love to uh, suggest to my authors is that they put on their email signature author of the forthcoming book and then the working title of the book. So that you're putting it out there every day to everyone because the more you put it out there every day to everyone, then you're accountable to the universe then of, of, you know, you've said to everybody, I'm working on this book and everybody will be asking you, so when's the book coming out? How's it coming along? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Peer pressure. It's, it works. But I've also seen people join a writing group. So there's a lot of uh, community if you're you, in your community, you probably have people who just are trying to write their own things, but they get together every Tuesday night and write for two hours. I mean, there's a lot of things that you can probably do, and you just need to figure out what works for you, what's getting in the way. And maybe if you are cleaning your house every night instead of writing, you need to write somewhere else. You need to go to a friend's house, and you know they'll be happy. You'll clean their house then. Eight four four nine four two seven eight six six. How do you write that book? How do you get over the procrastination? If you've got a great tip, we'd love to here at 844-942-7866. So Kathy, what if you've got a a um, novel in you or a book in you, but you are just not the greatest writer or you, you just, I mean, you really hate to write. Is, is, is it all doomed from here? No, no. <laughs> so let me just say this. Uh, it's, it's really odd that as an author and a book coach, I really don't like to write. <laughs> and that sort of surprises a lot of people. They thought, well, of course you love to write. You're a, you're an author and you're a book coach. No, I don't like to write. Um, but I love what writing does for my career. And so keeping focused on the fact that you don't have to be a great writer. You don't have to love writing in order to be an author. Now, what that does require, though, is a great deal of discipline 
And it does require also a great editor. I am a firm believer that in this day of self-publishing that, yes, we can we can put our books out there, but if we're doing it as a career-building or business-building tool, we need to be sure that it's really professionally done. So we need to hire a professional editor to take our words, take our great ideas, and transform them into beautiful prose. Yeah, I I totally agree with that. Um, just as a, you know, I've learned so much writing a book about terms I didn't understand and processes that I didn't understand. That I, I it was kind of like getting a master's degree in in writing a book. And you do spend a lot of money on it. I'll be honest, that was one of the things that surprised me most is how much money I invested in editors, in people to help me put together my proposal, in in purchasing licenses. I used seven words from a movie, and I had to write to Sony and get somebody to license that to me and then write them a check and get a contract. I mean, there's so many little things that you don't realize go into a book and a lot of them you have to pay for. But I will say, I thought, hey, I'm a pretty good writer. I need a copy editor, which is somebody who kind of proofs everything once it's done. But I don't need a developmental editor, which is somebody who really helps the structure and content. And and I was like, no, I don't need that. But I did need that. I did need that. And it's, it's costly, but it made my book so much better. And at the end of the day, if you're investing in a process like writing a book, you want it to be the best that it can be. So so you want to make that investment. 844-Wharton, 844-942-7866. We're talking to Kathy Fike and we're talking about how to write and publish your book. So, okay, if you're not a great writer, um, I, like, I like that you have a book about turning your blogs into a book because actually that's how I started and it made it so much less intimidating. I had been blogging for a good four years before I started writing a book. And what I did that worked for me, which is very bizarre, I tried all these different software programs and and things, you know, to try and organize my book. And actually what worked for me, Kathy, was putting each blog into a PowerPoint slide so that I could rearrange them into chapters and into sections. And it was a very bizarre process, but my editor worked with me with that. But that's what worked for me. And I think that's what each person who's out there thinking about writing, what's going to work for you? Is it how you organize things? Is the system? Are you going to print everything out and put it on your kitchen table and move it around? Whatever works for you, you'd be shocked at some of the things that work for some of the best writers out there. And interestingly, I have some of those tips because I think they're kind of funny. So Benjamin Franklin used to write while in his bathtub. Interesting. Mark Twain and Truman Capote used to lie down when they wrote, and Capote declared himself a completely horizontal writer. This may be TMI, but Victor Hugo liked to write without any clothes on. Um, so, you know, and my, my favorite was Dame Edith Sitwell, who lied. <laughs> she was in an open coffin while she would write, and I don't know how that helped her, but it did. And my point being, whatever works for you is what you got to yeah. do. 844-942-7866. You're listening to SiriusXM Channel 132. Hey, have you ever wanted to write a book but can't find the motivation to get started? Or maybe you have a manuscript, but for the love of the Lord, you can't find a publisher to even pay attention to you. That's what we're talking about today. 844-942-7866. We're here with Kathy Fayak, who is the author of nine books. So clearly she knows what she's talking about. And she is giving us all of her best tips. So, okay. So we talked about if you're not, if you're not particularly great at writing, but you have these ideas, you can, you can try a lot of different things. Okay. You have your manuscript. You have your manuscript. Mm-hmm. All right, let's talk about publishing because self-publishing has become way more popular today with all of the online systems and and different things that are available to people. So the the question that I always hear is, should I try and find a publisher or should I self-publish? What are your thoughts on that, Kathy? Okay, I have very definite thoughts, and I've had experience in both worlds. My first five books were traditionally published, but my last four books have been self-published. And there's a reason why. I think that, um, you know, it used to be that self-publishing was a little sleazy and we called it vanity publishing, but it has really um, become uh, much more commonplace. And I think that if you do it right, you can do it professionally. So, um, So I really think that 
if you want to make more money at the end of the day, if you want to have more creative control, if you want it to really serve your specific business, if you need to own your intellectual property, and I would say that most of us as as uh, professionals, as thought leaders do, then I think self-publishing is really the way to go. Yeah, I, I will say I went with the traditional publisher, and I think I think you're absolutely right. Figuring out what your goal is and why you're doing this is so important. And you know, there might be certain reasons why going with an established publisher is important. If there's if there's a certain institution you want to buy your book, maybe they will only buy from a a publisher. But if you want to actually see any money in your pocket, self publishing is the way to go. I'm just gonna say that it is it is not a lucrative business business to to write a book and make money off that book. Now, where you do make the money is exactly what you coach people to do, which is the speaking engagements and all of the the extra peripheral work that comes out of writing that book. But writing the book, a lot of people are surprised, Kathy, that authors do not make a lot of money on that book. They really don't. They really don't. Although if you are combining it with speaking, yes. um, then that can be very lucrative. And that is where I think the real opportunity comes in. So do you see, is there any kind of formula where you, you see a speaker who doesn't have a book versus a speaker who does have a book in terms of what they can command in, in speaker fees? Absolutely. I would say the the speaker with the book can probably double what the speaker, the equally good speaker without a book could um, could derive in terms of speaking fees. Plus, you know, there are just a lot of conferences today that will de- demand a published author, as especially as their keynoter. They want someone who has that credibility, that visibility, and that's what they're looking for. So it's a ticket for admission for many of the, the lucrative and the, the more prestigious speaking opportunities. Mm-hmm. What about hybrid publishing? So I've seen this term come out and it seems like it's kind of a combo of self-publishing, but there's a publisher behind it. Can you share more about what that is, Kathy? Yes. I love hybrid publishers. Um, I think this is really the, the wave of the future. Um, and the way I like to explain it, uh, it's still a form of self-publishing. But if you think about... You're, uh, you want to build your own home. Um, you can actually go out and buy the hammer and the nails and create your own floor plan and do all of that yourself. Or at the other end of the spectrum, you can go to someone, a, a general contractor, who will hire a team of folks or has access to people who can do all of those things for you. Similarly, in publishing, in self-publishing, there is this full continuum of services to where you can do it all yourself. I don't suggest to my professional um, authors that they go this route because if you want a book that really looks professional, you may not know everything that it takes to create a professional-looking book. So I like to go to a hybrid, which is really this hiring a contractor to build your home. Um, you're, you're relying on their experience. It's a fee-for-service model, but you're paying for just the services that you need. And I think this is this is what serves most authors most productively. Yeah, I love that option. I, I think it, you're right. It's kind of the best of both worlds. And I think it comes back to something that is very important. You are going to need to invest money in this book. If you're self-publishing, you might have to invest a lot more up front, but you'll probably get a lot more in terms of, of profit on the back end. If you're, in, if you're working with a publisher, you're going to be investing a lot of time networking to get an agent and trying to get a publisher to even take a look at you, which is going to require tough skin, lots of rejection. Um, which is very difficult when you're a writer and you've put your heart and soul into something. And then you've got this hybrid, which, again, some investment um, in the in the front end. But you are going to need to be prepared to do that because I totally agree, Kathy, that you want this to look professional. You're not going to get the the speaking gigs and, and the other types of things that bring money to your business if your book doesn't look professional and isn't edited well and doesn't, you know, has typos in it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, preach it. You're 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 talking my language here. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's true. It's a lot. It's it's time and it's money and it's energy. So I think I think if you're going to make this commitment, you have to think about 
all the things you're going to need to do. 844-942-7866. You're listening to Career Talk Series XM 132. I'm your host, Dr. Don Graham. And if you haven't yet listened to my TEDx talk, your next job is one conversation away. You can just Google it, Don Graham TEDx talk, and boom, it'll pop up. It's just as easy as that. So speaking of easy, Kathy, so Amazon has made it really easy to put out digital books. What do you think of, of kind of Kindle-only books? Uh, I think most of my authors are going the route of Kindle, but not Kindle exclusively. Um, there's still a lot of, um, uh, especially business readers, who want to hold that book, underline it, refer to it, put it on their shelf, go back to it time and time again. And uh, so I don't think it's either or. Then that's the good news, is that most of the, the publishers today will do both format. So they'll do a print-on-demand soft cover book as well as the ebook. Yeah, and I think if you're if you're looking to kind of dip your toe in the water, it's very cool that you have this opportunity because Amazon has a lot of great things around marketing your book, which we'll we'll get into definitely after the break. But I mean, these are things you need to think about, and it has become so much easier. So, how can somebody who's really thinking about this process? What is their first step in kind of demystifying all this stuff? Because literally, we could have three shows on this and not talk about everything <laughs> related to this. So, you know, what is the first step if it's it's all overwhelming and I don't even know where to start. What is that first step, Kathy? I think the very first step is to write your thesis statement. And maybe second is to say, what do you want this book to do for you, for your career, for your business? Uh, I think those are two of the most important questions that you need to answer. Uh, And if it's to get more speaking engagements, then that creates a path to write a certain kind of book. If you want this to lead to consulting assignments or uh, coaching clients, then those are are very different books. So you want to be very clear about why you're writing it, how it's going to interact with your career and your business, and, and then be very clear about what it is that you're writing about and what it is that you're not writing about. Yeah, I totally agree. And I I kind of looked at it as a business plan because I was more familiar with with business plans at the time for, you know, starting your own business. And I I kind of took that approach to to writing a thesis and figuring it out. I mean, I I put demographics in about my audience. Yes, I'd love to think my book applies to everybody. And it does. Actually, it does. I'm just going to say mine is the exception. (laughs) (laughs) Switchers applies to everybody. (laughs) Michelle is laughing at me, but (laughs) fully agree. (laughs) Um, but, uh, but yeah, so I put together this demographic list. I put together the psychographics, like who are the people that I'm marketing to? And it really was difficult to say, okay, I'm going to exclude this group. Sure. Somebody in that group may read it, but that's not who I'm targeting. And then I put together competitive analysis of, of all of these other books that are, are similar and why should somebody buy mine versus, and I went through this business plan process, which again was super helpful because as you're writing a book, you want to include everything. And one of the most heartbreaking things when I was writing my book, my publisher said, you know, okay, we went through, we edited it, and we took out 20,000 plus words. 20,000 words. That, oh. Yeah, that was painful. And for, you know, the book itself, I think I submitted, it was like 85,000 words. So I was like, whoa, that that's a lot. And it was painful. But you have mm-hmm. to kind of realize that you can't put everything in this book. And and that's why this business plan or thesis or however you marketing plan, whatever you want to call it, is so important to do up front because it will be the guide to everything you decide to keep in, keep out, add to, and all those things. Hey, 844-942-7866, I think it's time for our pre-break quiz. Quiz. There's a quiz? Yes, and for our show on writing, we have a quiz on words. Isn't that appropriate, Dion? Surprising. I know. Um, Okay, here it is. It's really simple. What do the words orange, silver, and purple have in common? What do the words orange, silver, and purple have in common? I'm going to give you a hint. Yes, they're all colors, but that's not the answer. Hey, if you think you know the answer, 844-WHARTON, 844-942-7866. You're listening to Career Talk on Sirius XM 132. I'm your host, Dr. Don Graham, and we will be right back. You're listening to Career Talk. On Business Radio, powered by the Wharton School. Here again is Dr. Don Brand. 
Hey, welcome back to Career Talk, your career insider. We're on Business Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 132. I'm your host, Dr. Don Graham. Hey, you follow me on Twitter yet? At Dr. Don Graham. It's very easy. So we're talking all about how to write your book, but just in case you missed the pre-break quiz, here it is again. What do the words orange, silver, and purple have in common? Yes, they are all colors, but that is not the answer. If you think you know, 844-WHARTON, 844-942-7866, but we'll get back to that in just a moment. First, I want to reintroduce our expert guest today, Kathy Fayak, who is the business book strategist. She helps professionals who want to write a book specifically to help their business boom. And Kathy, where can people reach you if they want more information after the show? Oh, I'd love to get an email at Kathy at KathyFayak.com. And it's C-A-T-H-Y, and the last name is Fayak, F as in Frank, Y-O-C-K. Fabulous, fabulous. So we're talking all about writing a book, and we've talked about the writing process, we've talked about the, the publishing process, and now we're going to talk a little bit about the marketing process. So one of the things that really blew my mind is after all this work of writing the book, finding a publisher, getting it published, is that it, it's kind of like like having a baby and that now you have to market this book for the rest of its life. And, and, and it's like I've got 18 years of marketing ahead of me. And I'll just say, like, marketing is, you know, not my forte. And I expected the publisher to take on a lot of that. And that's just not the case. I mean, it, it's honestly not the case. The brunt of the marketing is going to be up to you, the author, which is often why publishers will say, What's your platform? What's your platform before they even engage with you? So, Kathy, what what is a platform and and how can people build one so that they can market and sell their book once it's written? Yeah. So as an author, you need to have created and built your tribe, people who love you, who love what you say, who love your way of thinking, who follow you on social media. So it really is the totality of your Twitter followers, your LinkedIn followers, your Facebook, your social media, uh, your database, the list that you have of your fans, and um, knowing how to access and reach those fans. Because um, many, many publishers won't even talk to you if you have a tribe that's less than uh, 10,000 followers or some some publishers even will say twenty thousand publishers or followers. Yeah, and that's that's quite a tribe to get even before you've written your book. So it's yeah. kind of this catch twenty two. Um, you have to you have to have the tribe before you write the book, but you you know you you need a book to get the tribe. And uh, you know, as we're talking about all these steps of writing a book, it parallels the job search so well. You know, this idea of of writing the book and figuring out what you want to do, and then this idea of of you know publishing the book, which has to do with you know who do I want to work for, how do and now we're talking about marketing yourself. So how do I I, I market myself, build my network so that I can get in front of the people I want. And so so it is it's it's very interesting to me how this this mirrors that process. But okay, so so if you don't have a platform, is this a reason you would want to maybe self publish instead of yeah. trying to get a, a publishing house to to publish your book? I think this is a big reason uh, because if you don't have the followers but you want to get your book out there, then I I think a book is a great way of creating a tribe, but um, you're going to have to work to make that happen. So it's thinking through your social media plan, your PR plan, uh, the way that you're going to get your message out there. I also think people um, expect that that their book's going to be in the window of Barnes and Noble or at airports, and you know, I mean, I, I'm telling you, I expected all of this. I'm like, this is going to be great. I'm going to be walking down, I'm going to see my book in the airport, and be like, hey, that's my book. But none of that happens, um, even with a publisher, because all of that costs a lot of extra money. Yeah. If you want to be yeah. in an airport, get ready to pay an extra ten grand just for placement. If you want to be in the window of Barnes and Noble, if you even want to be on the new book release of Barnes and Noble, get ready to, to whip out your checkbook because these things just don't happen. Which is why you have to be prepared to market this book. And let's be honest, Kathy, there's a lot, a lot, a lot going on on social media and the internet. So how do you get people to pay attention to your book? So sometimes it's it's just doing the little things. I know I was just talking with an author buddy, and she was telling me about going into her local bookstore 
and just having a conversation with the owner about her book. And um, the next time she visited, it was in the, the window, and she was thrilled with this. But sometimes it's just about making personal connections, developing relationships with the right people so that um, they help you spread the word about your book. I'm going to echo that because I think relationships are important every single step of the way. I use relationships to find my editor. I use relationships to find my agent. I use relationships to for for all of the marketing purposes. I mean, it's and I think this is where your network, in addition to we talk about it all the time in relation to your career, but it really helps in every aspect of your life, whether you're trying to to open a new restaurant or publish a book or get, um, you know, something in the New York Times, whatever it is, your network is going to be integral. And the people who succeed often do so because they've built a network that helps them to get there. So critical. So critical, Kathy. Hey, 844-942-7866. Have you ever wanted to write a book? Maybe you're struggling with that. Maybe after listening to this show, you're like, oh, hells no. (laughs) They're never going to do that. That is not our goal here. Our goal is to give you the steps and to know what you're going to face in the process. You can create a strategy to get around those things and not be blindsided. So, hey, if you've got some good tips that you've used to write and publish your book, we want to hear from you. 844-942-7866. We're here with Kathy Fayak, who has helped over 150 professionals become published authors in the last five years. So if you want to be one of those people and you've got a question, we are here to answer it all hour long on Career Talk if it's Thursday noon Eastern. We're taking your calls live at 844-WHARTON, 844-942-7866. So we're, we're talking about this marketing phase. How how much should somebody prepare to invest in the marketing, Kathy? Obviously, it depends on your platform and how many followers you have and, and the, the realm of your book. But I mean, is it worth considering a PR team? It can be. Uh, and some of my authors have invested in PR. You don't have to, though. Uh, with my books, I have not invested in PR, but I have been doing, I guess, my own PR in that I've written excerpted articles, thinking about what content from the book could you extract and use as a post or an article that you send to your local business journal um, or that you send to your professional journal. Um, if you're a member of the, uh, if you're an HR person like my background, uh, sending something to SHRM or some, sending something to a state SHRM publication. There's always there's always uh, publications out there that are looking for content. So I think the smart author is thinking about what are those organizations, who are they, and how can I develop relationships there, and uh, maybe even offer to write a column or some ongoing um, content that you can extract from your book, repurpose from your book, because I'm a big believer that um, just because you've written something once doesn't mean you you can't and shouldn't repurpose it, rewrite it, and uh, use it again and again. Yeah, no, I think I think that is wise. I mean, getting on podcasts, there's so many things on social media that you can get on. I think you need to be prepared for when, not when your book comes out, but probably the three or four months even before your book comes out to start getting the word out, whether it's it's being a guest on a podcast or like you said, putting excerpts out there if you're able to do that. Um, putting yourself in positions where you're you're guest blogging on other people's website or other people are talking about it. You can do Amazon ads, you can do Facebook ads, which in some ways are not actually terribly expensive, but can get the word out there. So, so how do you learn to do all of these things? Because I will tell you, I had to learn a lot about all of these features and, and, and figuring them all out and which ones are going to make sense and which ones are, are really not a good return on investment. Where do you even start with that, Kathy? Well, what I have formed with my clients is an author mastermind group, and we meet twice a month, and we share best practices. So we try to identify where where is low-hanging fruit, where is some easy things that we can do that will generate more interest in our books. So we talk about things like how do we get more reviews on Amazon, or how do we get more testimonials about the book? Um, how do we... Um, 
um, sort of leverage the, the social media platform that we already have to create more business? How do we create like a, a, a one sheet? This is one of, one of the tools that every speaker and author should have is a speaker author one sheet that is kind of your commercial piece your marketing piece, sort of like your resume, is for a job search. Your one sheet is for uh, speaking and authoring and being considered in that space. So uh, having those tools of the trade. Yeah, and it goes back to the strategy. It goes back to where are you going to mark this? Who are your people? And everybody can't be your people. You're going to get much further, much faster if you have that niche who's who's uniquely interested in the topic that you are publishing about. Hey, 844-942-7866, you're listening to Career Talk on Sirius XM 132. Dion, I think it's time to answer the pre-break quiz. Of course you do. Yes, yes. So what do the words orange, silver, and purple have in common? Okay, first of all, I got nothing. Oh, come on. Come on, come on. I'm going to say... The three word, the the corresponding numbers in the alphabet add up to the same number. What? <laughs> so if you so like, okay, I don't know what what number. I was gonna start with orange, but let's say S for silver is like twenty two or something. You add up all the numbers of silver and purple <laughs> and orange, and they all have the same number. <laughs> all right, we're going to have to meet after the show. You're going to have to explain that to me. I mean, I know I've had some complex answers, but... <laughs> Look, I told you I got nothing. That's what I came up with. <laughs> I don't think I would do that to you, Dion. <laughs> I think you would. Yeah, let's not say that. <laughs> okay, but we hate math on, on career time. <laughs> Which never is why do you math. would do it. All right. I No, that... that it's way simpler than that. It's like way simpler than that. Okay, so on the other end of the spectrum, I think mine are too simple. Okay, what's yours? Because I have several. Oh, <laughs> fantastic. Okay, so I'm going to say they're all six letters. They're all two-syllable words, and they all have two vowels. Okay, that is true. Not it. What? That, yeah, that is true. Yeah. So um, ding, ding, got it. Well, Ooh. all right, but that wasn't the answer I was looking for. <laughs> okay. I, I didn't know they all had six letters. Um, okay. <laughs> all right, Kathy, do you want to venture a guess? I know Michelle pretty much took all of the guesses. Sorry, Kathy. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I got nothing. <laughs> yeah, well, after Dion's, Dion's like, complex I, answer. I, I, set, I set the bar high. Yeah, you did. You did. <laughs> okay, so, so orange, silver, and purple, along with the word month are words that no other words in the English language rhyme with. Oh, I have heard that before. Dang it. Yeah. Yep. I'm so, going to think about this. So no other words rhyme with purple, orange, month, or silver. And if you think you know a word that rhymes with them, I'm give us a call. I know. Dan's going to work on this. <laughs> 844-942-7866. Hey, you're listening to Career Talk Series XM 132. We're talking all about how to write and publish your book to help your business grow, help your speaking engagements grow, help you gain um, uh, credibility as a thought leader in your field. There's so many ways a book can help you, Kathy. So so aside from speaking engagements, I mean, what are some of the other ways that having uh, being a published author can help you in your business? Well, I'll give you an example of one of my clients. Uh, he has a consulting business, and he helps small business um, businesses get ready to sell their business. Um, so business owners who are interested in uh, getting their business ready for sale. Um, he wrote the book not – he doesn't even sell the book. Um, he gifts the book to prospective clients. And the book is literally the calling card, the proposal, the all of that. He gives them the book, and that's how he makes big money, big sales uh, on having a book. So sometimes it's not even selling the book that gets you the bucks. It's how you use this, this business tool uh, in terms of um, the next step. In fact, I've had some of my authors that have used their book uh, to get their next job. Uh, I work with some folks who are in career transition, and they found that writing a book gives a great uh, answer to the question, so what have you been doing in this 
six months that you've been unemployed. Mm-hmm. Well, I've been working on my book, and um, this has positioned me beautifully for my next step. So, um, so yeah, it can it can help in many many ways. Yeah, and I think I think that's what I love about it is that for some people it's a personal goal, for others it's it's a way to help promote their business. But there's so many different reasons, and I think when you tap into the core of what that reason is for you, there you find your motivation for for saying no to events or getting up really early to write before your kids wake up or for whatever you have to do to carve that time and recognize that you know I don't need to vacuum again. I just did that yesterday. I'm good. 844-942-7866. We're talking all about how to write and publish your book and what it can do for your business. And we're here with Kathy Fayok, who is talking all about the tips and strategies she uses with her clients. And she's helped over 150 professionals become published authors over the last few years. And she's got nine books, the latest of which is the speaker author, Sell More Books and Book More Speeches. Kathy, one more time, where can people find you? They can email me at Kathy at KathyFayok.com. And my name is spelled with a C, Kathy with a C, and Fayok is F-Y-O-C-K. Fantastic. So let's talk about what if you want to dip your toe in the water and maybe you just want to start blogging or maybe you want to find how to get some, some articles published in certain publications as a way to kind of get into the writing business. What are some of your suggestions for for people who are interested in doing that, Kathy? Yeah, I think starting with something short. Uh, so blog posts are a great way to start. Um, think about your your content area. What is what is the question that your clients or your um, people in your industry are asking about? What is that hot topic right now? And then. Um, Pose the question to yourself and then write a blog post that answers that question. That's a great way to start, and you can get published right away by putting it on LinkedIn. So you don't even have to have a website or your own special um, blog uh, set up. You can just start with uh, social media that you're currently using. Yeah, and what I love about blogs is that it really does position you as a thought leader. And I recommend this to people who are especially looking to get a job or even switch careers. If you want to position yourself in a different way and rebrand yourself as, you know, maybe a subject matter expert in something different, um, or even if you just want to position yourself in something that you're already doing, this can be a great way. And I think a lot of people, Kathy, are very afraid to kind of put their their writing out there because let's face it it is it's very personal and you wonder what if I said the wrong thing what if people don't like it and you start to go through all of these things in your head and you're like no I'm not going to hit the post button I'm just not (laughs) (laughs) but uh, you know just be a little courageous I know with my first book I was terrified of putting it out there and um, uh it's, it's a funny story how I almost didn't write my first book because I was so terrified of getting my content out there. What would people think? So I had all of those negative thoughts going through my head that, um, uh, you know, nobody ever said you could write. Who, who says you're a good writer? Who's, who's going to be interested in writing and reading this thing? But by just facing those fears and getting it out there, it happened, and it's been the best thing ever for my career and my business. Yeah, I agree. I, I think I think I was so terrified when I first started blogging that you know I hit posts and then I, I just you know I probably freaked out for like three days and then I realized, well, shoot, the only three people read it and one was my mom, and and so you realize it does take a little while to build up an audience. So so if you're really fearful, don't worry. <laughs> you know you're going to take some time to build up that that audience. But the fact is, you want engagement. I mean, you you have to have a little bit of a tough skin because you're going to get people who disagree with what you say. You're going to get people who say, unfortunately, negative things in the comments or or post negative reviews on Amazon or whatever it is. But I think I think you really need to reframe how you think about it and think, hey, I've written this or I've posted this as a way to start discussion, as a way to put a topic out there that I believe in and that I feel strongly about. And and I want people to be engaged. And so you know, the majority of, of responses that I've gotten have been positive or or, you know, just general neutral comments. But you are going to get those those few people who just, you know, 
hey, they have something negative to say and they're going to use your platform as a way to do it. And I think I think you just have to accept it. Yes, yes, yes. So, so uh, in fact, I, I've created for my my writers a, a writer's pledge that we say together on our coaching calls. And um, one of the par- parts of it is that uh, I pledge I'm not going to allow my negative voice to guide my thinking or stop my creative process. <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. We our limits are are truly defined more so by what's in our heads than than actual physical or or actual financial or other limits. We are so so in our heads and I think if we can just get out of our own way, there are so many things we can do. There's so many things we can accomplish and and it's just really about getting past that fear and saying I'm going to hit that post button or I'm going to write an article and yeah, I'm I'm not the foremost expert on it, but I've I've learned a few things and I want to share that with people and to know, hey, the people who who are going to read it and get something from it, you may only be helping three people, but to those three people, that was super useful. And you have to hold on to those, not the one person who's going to say, yeah, that was crap, <laughs> which is going right. to happen. <laughs> hold on to the positive. See the positive. That's yeah. what we, that's what the takeaway from, from today is if it's fear getting in your way, take that first step. Take that first step. If you're thinking about writing a book, maybe today you publish a blog. Maybe you look to get your article published in in a local magazine or in a national magazine. Maybe you reach out to an editor and just say, hey, what's the process of working with you? What, what do I need to do? Take that first step because you'll be shocked when you take that first step, the momentum that builds in that and you take the next step and then the next step. So, Kathy, it's been wonderful having you on the show today and talking all about the the challenges of writing a book, but more so the strategies around getting past those challenges. Because if you're looking for motivation, go to a Barnes & Noble and walk through. And I'm talking about the whole Barnes & Noble, the, the main floor, the upstairs, and look at all of those books and ask yourself, you know, why am I not up there? And, and that may be just the motivation you need to take that first step. Hey, Kathy, it's been fabulous. Congratulations on your oh, nine books you. and especially your newest book, The Speaker Author, Sell More Books and Book More Speeches. One last time, where can people reach you if they would like more information after the show? Yeah, or if they'd like to schedule a strategy session and talk with me about their book, it's Kathy at KathyFioff.com. Fantastic. Well, one last time, don't let fear get in your way. You've been listening to Career Talk on SiriusXM channel 132. And if, hey, you want an interactive way to access and apply all my best tips in my book, Switchers, How Smart Professionals Change Careers and Seize Success, you can check out my new LinkedIn learning course called Switching Your Career, which is available now on LinkedIn Learning and Linda.com. So I want to go ahead and thank Kathy for a very informative show. Michelle and Dion, it is always fun to be here with you each week. And of course, to all of our listeners, we love being here every Thursday live at noon Eastern time for you. You've been listening to Career Talk on Sirius XM channel 132. I'm your host, Dr. Don Graham, and we will see you next time. For more insight from Business Radio, please visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu. Thank you.